like a bed, bugaboo dust. I'm in the W, what's your lovable slut? I'm in the wars while you bugging it up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the live dollop at the meltdown. Please welcome your hosts for this evening, Dave Anthony and Gary Reynolds. Hi. Oh my God, Dave. I did so much heroin. I thought you said they squared the pills away. I did so much heroin. You said earlier that they squared that away well, with you. I was outside and I had... I was in my car and I had a bunch of heroin and it was like before the show and I was like, I should just do this. Remember you said right. you were going to call it vertigo? Oh, I have vertigo. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. You don't do heroin. You don't do heroin. Uh, I don't do heroin. Oh, no, there we go. Back to the talking points. I'll be reading the story tonight, so... And I don't uh, know what it is still. Uh, excited to learn. This is a joke. <laughs> Very natural. As natural as backstage. Um. Addiction's a funny thing. Um. I have a very pretty wave on my uh, iPad. All right. Watch those subtle branded marketing checks rolling. <laughs> um, so this is, uh, this is a podcast called The Dollop. Everyone's probably here to see the ladies from The Better Podcast. Which is totally acceptable. That they haven't done a live one yet, so you're like, all right, we'll go to one they're on that's not theirs. <laughs> Perfectly reasonable. Which is why I think the word count was a smart idea. So we get the spotlight, you know? The word count. <laughs> so it's going to be a long show. This feels like an away game. on the road um, but this is the dollop this is a uh, bi-weekly American history podcast uh, each week uh, I read a story from American history to my friend Gareth Reynolds who has no idea what the topic is going to be about And when we do live shows, we love to have guests, and, uh, and one is an old, old friend of mine, and one is a new, new friend. Uh, uh, I think their show is, uh, their podcast is awesome, My Favorite Murder. I've obviously talked about it on the podcast. And uh, I'm very glad to see Karen finally have success, because it's that poor girl. Oh my God. I mean, how long was she going to live in a box? How long? Uh, That's so, the heroin uh, talking. What? That's the heroin, it sounds uh, like. There it is. Uh, so let's bring them up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Georgia Hardstark and Karen Kilgariff. <laughs> or, as I like to say, Georgina Hobostank. Hi. Uh, I took your name and I... I, I I took it up and I, I took it down at the same time. You're changing names with a G now. Hoobastank huh? is the worst word in the human... In worst, the human. Band, worst, worst band, worst band, worst word. Yeah. There's nothing good about it. And yet... Here I am. Here you are. <laughs> um, how are you guys? Welcome to our podcast. 
So much fucking attitude right off the bat. Just almost it's it's weird when someone comes out and and without saying a word they say why the fuck am i here yeah <laughs> i can't wait to see this plot carry through the evening this is i'm in there's stakes now 1880 <laughs> <laughs> Walburga Corchell. Whoa. I know what this is about. Do you, Do you really? Buddy. You, already, you already fucking know about Walburga? I think so. Uh, I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. Uh, You're Walburga. talking about Wahlburgers, right? <laughs> yeah. The best show on TV. That's yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly right. Walburga Corchell was born in Germany or Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We don't know which one. No one. <laughs> nice. Honestly, no one fucking knows. Nice. Uh, uh, so she grew up uh, with German parents, very poor, on a Midwestern farm. Uh, they nicknamed her Dolly, because Walburga is a fucking crazy name. <laughs> this right. is the one. Uh-oh. Yeah. This is the one? It, yeah. Is it okay if I tell you this right now? Okay, up to you, yeah. I mean, you're launching into it, but um, I got to do some... <laughs> Some um, there's a show called A Crime to Remember uh-huh. that's um, on I think on ID yeah. and it's basically old crimes oh. and then they have talking head experts that explain what the crime is and I got to be on that show and this was my case shut up I swear to God I swear to God shut up I swear to God okay. thank you ladies and gentlemen thank you so much yeah that is so awesome. you've got lines already yeah. So oh, you're gonna you're really... gonna be like, no. That's not. You what know, happened. on the ID channel, Dave, they didn't actually tell us about that. You know, we did a dance number, Dave, and <laughs> she's an expert. All right. Well, Georgia hasn't heard it. I don't know what. The and fuck's Gareth going on. is Gareth has no oh, fucking idea what's going on. Oh, it rings a bell. <laughs> what's funny? The dummy's in the middle here. <laughs> When Dolly was 13, she went to work in a factory. Then, like some crazy dream, she met and married a wealthy factory owner named Fred A. Strike. It's mm-hmm. Ostrike. No. I, it's not. I looked it up. I'm just kidding. Fuck. Uh, Fuck. Oh, uh, yes. How often do I look up a fucking name? Never. Never. Actually, sounds like our podcast already is Karen correcting everything. I should see me the other day when when I was watching some show and they're like, and the Hopi Indians and I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> did a whole podcast calling them Hopi. <laughs> they're optimists. <laughs> uh, so she got married when she was seventeen. He made women's clothes, uh, mostly women's apron aprons, in a large uh, factory in Milwaukee. Rolling in it, rolling in it. They're both uh, German, right? Both had blonde hair and were a bit plump. Very German. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm keeping it real. We don't hold back here on the dollop. The couple settled in Milwaukee, but as the years passed, the marriage wasn't doing that great. Fred enjoyed his liquor quite a bit, and <laughs> he was too stressed out from the apron factory. <laughs> you don't understand the numbers, Dolly. There's a front, there's no back. <laughs> uh, so Fred's boozing, and Dolly was not getting as much sex as she uh, would like, uh, and they ended up fighting a lot. Being I think home? I know it. I think I got it. Uh huh. Yeah, another one. 
Do you really? I think I got it. Motherfucker. I'm still with you, baby. I know you are. I know you are. Stick with your rock. I don't know nothing about nothing. See, it's it's hard. It's hard to do this with people who read, but I don't even know what kind of wine this is. <laughs> Uh, so Dolly turned into the typical, stereotypical wanting housewife at home. And uh, Fred was cheap. He was an asshole factory owner known to walk through the factory yelling at the 50 men and women who worked there to work harder. While Dolly was the opposite. Everyone who worked at the factory liked her and she tried to smooth things over for Fred being an asshole. So she's a nice lady. Okay. Right? Yeah. And when uh, she was... You went real high register in your voice, which is and getting she was, me nerves. Uh, yeah, danger, 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 danger ahead. Danger. She was 26. She went to the factory one day, and her her eyes caught a 17-year-old sewing machine repairman who worked there. Mm-hmm. Girl, you go, girl. Mm-hmm. Do you? Now the young <laughs> lad, the young lad's name was Otto, because you know, keep it German. <laughs> Otto Sandhauber, and uh, he'd been an orphan and adopted uh, by a family. He was short, lanky, wore glasses, and had a receding chin. He had so, it all. <laughs> Otto. And he was painting. I'm sorry, a receding chin? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to decide which word to pick, and I was like, oh, it looks like it just keeps going in. <laughs> like, it looks like, if you see pictures of him, you're like, I think that's that's... Actually Running going for backwards. the rest of his face. It's like, <laughs> it might be apron neck. Oh, very common back then. Very yeah. common. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I do know some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was painfully shy. Dolly clearly, uh, Dolly clearly saw someone who would be easy to mold and control. She started getting him more and more work at the factory and got to know him better. Then her sewing machine at home broke down. Broke yeah. down. She just yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's covered in water and has been stabbed a bunch. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna go change. Send the 17 year old. <laughs> Dolly asked Fred to send the repairman to fix it. It's a hot autumn day, 1913. Hot auto day. Yeah. <laughs> so he knocked on the door and uh, Dolly answered. There was the not strapping 17-year-old Otto. <laughs> oh, hi. Hey, ma'am. <laughs> it's really hot. My chin's vanishing again. <laughs> it happens in the humidity. <laughs> and there stood Dolly wearing stockings, a silk robe, and that's it. Woo! Stockings? Is not sexy alone. Well, right. it's the 1913, like to, so I think to there. <laughs> See how much it hurts my waist. <laughs> I feel like your chin looks. Huh? <laughs> looks what? Oh boy. Uh, so the pictures of her, as the story goes on, you'll, if you ever see a picture of her, doesn't make any sense. It didn't take long before they were going at it. The Otto and Dolly affair was on. Uh, 
They went hot and heavy after that. At first, they would meet in hotels around Milwaukee, but after a while, they said fuck it and started doing it in Fred and Dolly's bed in her home while Fred was at work. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Mm. What's up? Keep it naughty. <laughs> um, so sometimes they had sex eight times a day. Shit. Hey, wow, he is auto. <laughs> <laughs> This went on for three years. Whoa. Now, oh do the math. Yeah. Uh, ouch. High five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet the chin was gone at the end of the day. It was like, oh, vital marrow. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell which one of us is married because I was like, fuck no. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this being the early 1900s, with not much to do but talk about each other, the neighbors became very suspicious of the constant repairs being done to Dolly's sewing machine. (laughs) Uh, That's amazing. It just keeps breaking down. Hours and hours Uh, of repairs. Uh, I gotta get that thing fixed again. (laughs) Uh, But she actually then went and told the neighbors that he was her, quote, vagabond half-brother. That'll make things easier to understand. (laughs) She was solutions-based, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not super legit, it does. Who could question that? Now, of course, one neighbor mentioned the vagabond brother to Fred, who was not pleased. (laughs) He confronted Dolly, and she very calmly explained that a book salesman had been bothering her, but that she'd put a stop to it. And Fred seemed satisfied with the answer. Uh, Well, no more questions. (laughs) Oh, a bookseller. Well, they are relentless. (laughs) That explains all the shouting and groaning. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it? Just like the candle peddler from last year. (laughs) Exactly. They come once a year, darling. (laughs) Oh, they come more than once a year. (laughs) They come eight times a day, darling. (laughs) But the neighbor situation was a problem, and having Otto always come and go was now an issue, so Dolly came up with a great plan. Uh Uh-oh. Otto would quit his job and move into the attic of her house. Oh, that's smart. Where her husband lived, with her, (laughs) in the attic. I think she's having sex with the raccoons. (laughs) (laughs) Always up in that attic. The scratching, the clawing. So, Fred... So Fred moved up into the attic, and it was like his bachelor pad uh, situation. Yeah. <laughs> he saw Otto... Uh, sorry, Otto did. So uh, Otto saw it as free uh, rent, uh, obviously with a side of fucking, you know? <laughs> uh, so in what would be the most insane Three's Company episode of the 1900s, <laughs> a dude moved into the house of a married woman and lived in her attic so he could fuck her. Yeah. Take that, Anne Frank. <laughs> Around notice. I was going to go with V.C. Andrews, but this that one. I know. Have it. V.C. Andrews is where my mind would have yeah, gone too. Yeah, not this guy. This, is, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now the V.C. Andrews, that's real, right? That. Yeah, that really happened. Ew. <laughs> Come on, open your mind. <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this meant Otto would pretty much have to completely give up his life and not see other people anymore, all in the name of having sex with Dolly. Uh, 
But he didn't care. He didn't have any family, and he was completely obsessed with Dolly. Can now I the, just really quickly Yeah, say, go. Just to describe her, because I think you don't want to be indelicate or rude. Yeah, because I'm a fella. But I will be. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fella. I can't say it, but please, go. <laughs> Dolly's breasts looked like two third graders had curled up and fell asleep on her chest. <laughs> They defy logic. You have to go home and look them up on Google. There's a picture of her with like, you know, a, a turn-of-the-century dress. dress. Yeah. And her boobs go from her chin to her knees. It is magical. You have to see it. It's insanity. I don't think she's wearing a bra on that picture I don't think she is either. either, but why would she? she yeah, I mean. She's keeps her, her loose. stockings on. She yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're all in there together. Yeah. It's nuts. And, and the face is nothing to write home about. It really isn't, Dave. Let's be honest. I mean, she must have had an amazing charisma because, because everything else fought it. When you... When you <laughs> that? I'm not... Who am I to say? Anybody who reads this story reads, and then he moved to the attic, and then right then you go, I got to look this person up. Yeah. And then you look... And I'm sure every person has had the same reaction, like, What? Yeah. Maybe he just liked addicts. Mm. <laughs> this could be. He was using her. Yeah. <laughs> <Savage>. <laughs> Poor Dolly. <laughs> okay, so the attic had just a cot, a desk, and a chamber pot. <laughs> I'm sure the desk came in handy. <laughs> Dear diary, uh, I'm not sure anymore. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the attic was right above the master bedroom. <laughs> to get into it, you had to climb through a trap door in the bedroom closet ceiling. Otto, <laughs> Otto placed a lock on the inside so Fred couldn't open it and just enter. And Hey, what are you doing? Hey! Uh, so that's where Otto lived. He quit his job. He moved in there. Sure. He would come down when he was sure that Fred was gone for the day or when Dolly signaled him that they were going out for the night. He never, ever left the property. <laughs> oh, my God. He signaled, wow. uh, she signaled him by thumping one breast on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> little details that I can provide. <laughs> and he was like, was that a cat? <laughs> it sounded like a bagged cat. <laughs> Is there a cat Might made of sand? Yeah. <laughs> of third graders, for some reason. Uh, she fed him uh, German rye bread, bottles of milk, cheeses, liverwurst, and bologna. That she, well, I'm sure it had, had a, a good hum up there. I'm sure it <laughs> smelled like fucking eight times a day and kraut and milk. Well, at, least it's pre, at least it's pre-AC in the... Yeah, exactly. In the Milwaukee summer. Yeah. And <laughs> he had one greenhouse window. What were you saying? I'm sweating right now, so yeah. I, I feel for him. Oh. <laughs> it was so much hotter where he was. Um, he just could not make any sounds at night because Fred would be home, and uh, he also wasn't allowed to go near the one window. <laughs> there was one window where yeah. he was like, maybe. <laughs> I saw a bird. <laughs> You're my only friend besides Dolly's tits. <laughs> At night, he would read through stacks of nautical adventure books by candlelight. <laughs> <laughs> Dreaming of, of being on a boat. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Uh, Dolly would check them out of the library for him. Uh, on, on nights when they were out on a date, Otto would sometimes leave the attic for a bit of exercise around the house. He also took the time uh, being kept as a sex slave in an attic to have a go at writing Pulp Fiction. Of course. Yeah. Makes sense. That was his real dream. Pulp Fiction magazines were all the rage then. For just 10 cents, one could take a journey through stories of sex, murder, and addiction. So, this went on for years. Like, five years. Oh, wow. Fuck. That's crazy. And it's there... called love. Don't fucking fight it. Five years. <laughs> he had to have asked for, like, a lavender candle at one point. Right? <laughs> just... So, there he is still living in the attic, uh, having sex with Dolly, and now sometimes getting his work published under a pen name. Fred, on the other hand, <laughs> thought he might be losing his mind. <laughs> he heard noises up in the attic. His cigars kept disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> and so the leftovers would always be gone. I think it was what's wrong with me that I can't like finish a short story, but Otto can get like shit published. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else is he gonna do? He literally like he has nothing else to do except just gnaw some baloney. <laughs> His publisher was like, "We should meet." He's like, "We can't meet." So at some point, Fred decided it was time to make a change, and picked Los Angeles as their future home. Now, Dolly said she would move there, but on one condition. We take the attic with us. <laughs> Just drive the attic there, and then I'm in. And we don't look in the attic. And we fill it with baloney before we leave. And I get to go into it eight times a day when we're transporting it. Well, her one condition was that the new house had to have an attic. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Get yours. Get yours, Dolly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he he was like, what? Yeah, I just love addicts. But ours is locked. Yeah, and you know what? And I love that about this house. Let's lock the next one. (laughs) For fun. For fun. Why does it smell like baloney? <laughs> Let's go out on a date. <laughs> Let me just thud a boob on the ground and we'll lock the door. Who wants some of mama? <laughs> That's them hitting the floor. Got know. it. <laughs> Feel free to look up the picture on your phones. It's really... Uh, so, houses with attics were rare in L.A., but uh, she made sure that they found one. <laughs> she then sent Otto ahead of their move, and he settled right into his new space. The only... The only yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah no, you it's... You get there two days earlier. Get in a squat in the attic for a couple days. Get familiar. Know we'll your move. attic. Know your attic. And when you're comfortable, we'll come. What if it was a smaller attic? (laughs) It's just a birdhouse on the side of the house. Otto, get in there. I love her. I don't know. I can make it work. I can make a little desk over here. (laughs) Write my stories. The attic space in Los Angeles would later be described as a nest. 
Oh. Not a love nest? <laughs> not a nest, not a love nest. Like a birdhouse. <laughs> like a rat nest or a bird nest. Mm. Like that kind of nest. Mm-hmm. How How is he doing this? How are you like, yeah, let's keep going. Well, this... I let's like, go somewhere more exciting and I'll do it. I feel like he might have had a, like a touch of low self-esteem. Who, Otto? You think Otto did? Yeah, just a tiny bit. Why? Because of the attic stuff? I think he might have been a boob man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those pictures are something. <laughs> that sounded creepy. It was sounded creepy. like somebody's attic bound. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, can I live in the attic? <laughs> <laughs> All he had inside was a mattress, a chamber pot, and an oil lamp. Oh. He was living the life every 22-year-old dreamed of. <laughs> 22. The yeah, strikes, all strikes, moved to Los Angeles a week or so later and settled into their new home. Otto transitioned from sex slave into just slave. Now, when he wasn't making sweet love to Dolly, he was cooking, cleaning, washing dishes, making beds, pretty much taking care of all of Dolly's household duties. He's a feminist icon. Fred yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Now he sounds good, right? Yeah. Well, she sounds like a badass. Yeah. yeah. Well, I She mean, made a sex Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> Way ahead of its time. <laughs> When they break up, he can take that shit straight to Angie's list because people want that. Yeah, (laughs) It's just got like a dildo dragging behind it now. (laughs) It's the new version. Um, There's some kinks. He would also sometimes make bathtub gin. Uh... The L.A. house was more difficult because his attic space was, dire- was also directly above the ass, ass strikes, and, and it was, he had to be more quiet in this house. So, <laughs> uh, buddy, that just not hit you to... like a punch to the stomach. You're like, oh, All of a sudden, it got horrible quiet. for this guy. Everything until now is yeah, fine, and then he's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I knew there was a catch. <laughs> <laughs> Till now, Yeah. <laughs> Now, this also meant that Otto could hear Dolly and Fred having sex. After one night of listening to the woman he loved having sex with her husband, Otto confronted her, and she explained she couldn't leave Fred because she had no skills or money of her own. I disagree. (laughs) She had a couple skills. Uh, Otto agreed he wouldn't fight with her about having sex with Fred. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm crazy again. (laughs) Here I am projecting when I'm the one who's flawed in this situation. (laughs) Do you, do you? I guess you can still have sex with your husband while I'm living in the attic with baloney. Just (laughs) cooking you guys fillets. I'll just be up there. One night, Fred thought he heard a man clearing his throat while he and and Dolly were in bed. (laughs) I don't... Wherever this goes, it's... Cr- okay. But Dolly managed to always explain away these instances because he drank so much. <laughs> oh, wait. Like, well, you're it, drinking. It's a diff- she, he thinks it's a different dude? No, he... No, it's him. No, he, Fred heard Otto... Oh, Fred heard Otto. Clearing okay. his throat. I thought Otto heard Fred and, and he was like, that's not okay with me. <laughs> you can no, fuck sir. her all day, but keep that throat clogged. <laughs> Sleeping up here. <laughs> what? A- Hello? 
I have a theory that Fred knew the whole time and was just like, how far is she going to fucking take this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I cannot believe the second house thing. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> she <Yeah>. is nuts. <laughs> well, Fred probably had a lady in the basement. He was like, huh? <laughs> Oh, that's so funny you're going to go up there because I'm actually going to go downstairs <laughs> and also do chores. Yeah. <laughs> Strenuous ones with moaning. Yeah, I'll see. Let's meet for din. Thanks. Now it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> There's a woman in the basement? Uh, Otto had no money, obviously, <clears throat> mostly because he lived in an attic. Right. Uh, Dolly never gave him anything bigger than a dime. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was a pussy joke, Dave. The pussy joke. What? I'll explain it later. When, uh, when Fred found that the attic was locked one day, she just told him she wanted to keep her furs in a safe place. Well, that's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> but even with this great setup, the marriage started to fall apart. Fred was... <laughs> Same. What? What does it take? Fred kept hitting the bottle harder and harder, and the arguments between the couple began to turn physical. And he was still hearing things in the new house, just as he had in Milwaukee. And his cigars were still vanishing. And he was often confused by what was still happening to the leftovers. <laughs> Sometimes Dolly would tell him that he ate leftovers when he came home drunk, and he didn't remember it. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. On August 20th. Honestly, that is so smart for her to say that. Because he was probably like, well, I probably did. But yeah. There's other stuff, too. Right. Because he, the only reason she got away with this is because he's a drunk. Yeah. No other way it happens. And yeah. the cigars. And the cigars. And the cigars. On August 22nd, 1922, one of their fights took a rather scary turn. Otto, listening, feared that Fred was going to kill her. So he did what any guy living in an attic <laughs> fucking a lady would do. He climbed out of his attic hole, grabbed Fred's two twenty-five caliber pistols, ran downstairs. There he confronted Fred, who was probably like, what the fuck? Why is the, why is the repairman from the factory here? The sewing machine's fine, bro. We're in the middle of something. <laughs> and also at this point, what I had learned is that Otto uh, was incredibly pale and jaundiced oh, from being in oh. attics for, at this point, yeah. almost right. 10 years yeah. or so. And he also had really, um, like, he could only stand like this. Oh, no. no, really? So, yes. He was so, like Nosferatu. Yes, yeah. so, so that's who's coming down the stairs with double guns at Fred. <laughs> oh. It's like a weird The Ring. Yeah. yeah. There's your sewing machine, old man. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's my girlfriend. She's my girlfriend. She's my name. Your wife has a magic pussy. <laughs> Did you like your lasagna? <laughs> it's starting to make sense uh, why it was on the ID network now. Yeah. It's starting Jesus. to. So Fred yelled... What are you doing here, you dirty rat? Totally reasonable question. <laughs> Probably thought it was an actual rat. He might have kind of looked like a rat. Yeah. yeah. The two briefly scuffled, then Otto fired a shot into the ceiling, and then three shots, which went right into Fred. Two in the chest, one in the head, killing him instantly. The uh, two sex freaks then decided <laughs> to make it look like a home robbery gone wrong. 
First, they took off Fred's diamond watch. Then they overturned furniture, and finally, finally, Otto locked Dolly in an upstairs bedroom closet and tossed the key in the hallway. Wow. Okay, but wait, now does that mean Otto has to go somewhere? No, <laughs> where do you think? Go somewhere? He, he, he went into the attic like oh, a spider. I, well, I thought that he would... <laughs> that was crazy me. I thought he'd be like, cops might open it. That was when he was crawling up, and he's like, oh my God, I have an extra leg. <laughs> <laughs> this is going so well. <laughs> now, a neighbor had heard the shots and called police. The police arrived and found Dolly passed out on the closet floor. After releasing her, she told them that they'd come home and she went upstairs to hang up her coat. But before she could, she was pushed into the closet from behind and the door was locked. The chief of detectives, who was named Klein, didn't doubt her story, but a couple of things were strange. Hmm. First, robbers just wouldn't use such tiny pistols. Quote, it was a woman's gun. <laughs> oh, my God. Feminist icon. Also, I'm fucking profusely sweating right now, and it's embarrassing. No, you don't look like you're sweating okay, at all. Good, no, you good, look good, fine. Good, Wait, you. Now we know. So no, now, I mean, now yeah, it's a, it's a now, podcast. Now people are looking <laughs> right. for it. Right, people, people at home can't hear. But, <laughs> right, good. And these people don't matter. <laughs> Thanks for coming again, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Support the dollop. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, so, right. So it's a woman's gun. And, and then uh, they were a bit suspicious when Dolly said she and Fred never fought. And Fred's money wasn't taken. He had cash in his pocket and in his wallet. Usually robbers don't. They don't like cash. Yeah. Yeah. Just the diamonds. <laughs> and if you could write a check. <laughs> So Klein went to Wisconsin to investigate the couple, but aside from learning that they fought a lot, nothing came of it. And in the end, there was no way Dolly could have locked herself in the closet if she shot Fred. Nope. So that was it. They figured she couldn't have done it. Right? Crime She's solved. locked in the closet. Yep. <laughs> no more questions. <laughs> also, don't look in the attic. <laughs> Great to meet you guys. Uh, Dolly then inherited her husband's millions. Oh, he's going to get a big attic now. (laughs) (laughs) The liverwurst is going to be pouring out. A little waterfall, some wild birds. (laughs) You think about it. What happens in your attic? Well, now they have millions. He can now have a whole little. Like pigeons flying around? Like what kind of wild birds? No, like exotic birds. Like a flamingo? Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of them. Uh, so Dolly moved and bought a new smaller home with a smaller attic. Interesting call. <laughs> How did she <laughs> rationalize that? I don't know. She but was going to get a smaller boyfriend. <laughs> uh, at thinking. 101 North Beachwood Drive. Ooh, uh, I was really Beachwood. hoping someone would say I, I lived there. That's my there. home. <laughs> like that. <laughs> because He's still up there. <laughs> And, of course, Otto moved into the new attic, his third attic with this lady. I so, mean, they love the f- each other. But there's no husband. What is the... What's the it's fuck is the happening? Fucking, once you have a routine... <laughs> but how do you even... Like, he was probably like, this is awesome! <laughs> Together, finally! She was like, you'll live up there again. Well, I think at this point, because of the murder, they don't want anybody to know that he... 
is around. Is right? her Roomba? Is her sex Roomba? They don't want anyone to know about that. Yeah, yeah. she can't immediately have a young chinless boyfriend, right? Because <laughs> everyone would freak out. Very suspicious. <laughs> she was fucking a boy with a dented face. <laughs> Murders. Uh, so. Year, years later, he would say he was Dolly's sex slave, imprisoned by his love for her. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It is sweet, it's so it? cute. It's it so sweet. cute. It's it precious. This fucking weirdo living in a like a rat in a with a like a rat with a dick. Living oh, in it's an like attic. Beauty and the Beast, you savage. <laughs> Have a heart. Fred's murder remained unsolved, and police thought. There was something off about Dolly, but they couldn't figure out how she could kill Fred and then lock herself in the closet. That was such great big police tits. work. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's great police work. They, everything adds up except how she get in the closet. Then Dolly began dating uh, the attorney who was settling Fred's estate. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, what is Otto's breaking point? What is a deal breaker? Yeah. His name was Herman Shapiro. And uh, she started getting a little sloppy. First, she gave Herman the diamond watch. You'll oh, love this. What an idiot. <laughs> I took this off a body. <laughs> uh, obviously, the same diamond watch had been taken from Fred's wrist by the robbers who killed him. Herman immediately recognized it and questioned her about. <laughs> <laughs> she gave the watch to the lawyer yeah. who was investigating the case. And handling the estate so he knew what everything they had was All and how much it was worth. All of their things were on a list in his office. Oh my God. So give that guy the thing. That you Hi, stole. I'm a fucking idiot with crazy tits. <laughs> <laughs> Happy evidence. <laughs> uh... So he starts questioning her, and Dolly says she found it under a seat cushion in the house and didn't think there was any reason to tell the police. Oopsies. Still a <laughs> shitty... Like, that's still a shitty oh, gift, though. Is. He would still have every right to be like, yeah, that's still fucked up. Yeah. That's not... I found it in a cushion. I love you. <laughs> love you. But it's the worst excuse. Yeah. No, yeah. these people killed my husband, and then they... The thing is, they hide their loot in our house. Yeah. That's the weird thing about these robbers. I think these were scavenger hunting murderers. <laughs> Very soon, Dolly went to her other lover, Roy Klum. So she's fucking this other guy. He's a local businessman, and uh, they've been dating for a bit. She told them she had a gun that looked exactly like the murder gun. And she was worried the police would think she used it to murder Fred because it looked exactly like the murder weapon. And she owned it. <laughs> she was right to worry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she asked Clum to throw the guns in the La Brea tar pits. Yeah. Which he did. He did it. Because she has a magic vagina. <laughs> Imagine the pheromones on that woman. They yeah. must have been delicious I mean, smelling. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. I mean, how many angles could she work? <laughs> Dynamite stuff. Yeah. I, I've got my fallback in the attic, and then I'm playing the field out here. <laughs> then she went to a neighbor and told him the exact same story. Naturally, the neighbor took the other gun and, quote, threw it on a rubbish heap in his backyard. So, 
And done. <laughs> but there's no way she didn't fuck him, right? Oh, I mean, definitely. she had to have fucked that guy, too. I mean, I would... Im- yeah. Why not? Yeah. At this point, just fuck everybody. Yeah. Why not? Only rub his sheep well, though. She kind of just, like, gave him a... <laughs> <laughs> like, no La Brea It's Like a dry, a dry tug. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not driving to the tar pits for that hand job. <laughs> so... <laughs> and I get you to the teepees. <laughs> but then the neighbor's wife found the gun and buried it under a rose bush. Because everyone back then was fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they all had syphilis. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we'll have a gun tree. <laughs> Worst case scenario, we get a gun bush. Yeah. Perfect family and we'll have a gun tree. Yep. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. By July of the next year, Detective Klein discovered Dolly had given Herman the diamond watch. He was convinced she was the murderer because robbers usually don't hide their stuff in the place they were. They just killed someone. And Dolly's relationship with Clum was coming apart. They had an ugly breakup, and Clum went to the cops and told them he had thrown the murder weapon into the tar pits. <laughs> they were like, who wants to go get it? Uh... <laughs> So they searched the tar pits, and luckily he had thrown it in a shallow area, and they found the gun. (laughs) And they arrested Dolly. This is also called the Mensa Murders. (laughs) Just so you know. Working title. (laughs) Now, after reading the headlines, the neighbor went and dug up the gun his wife had told him she buried under the rose bush, and uh, he brought that in to the police station. Unfortunately, it's 11 months later... Uh, the gun from the tar pits was in such bad condition that they that they couldn't link it to the the bullets fired, and the other gun was completely rusted. So neither gun could be linked. Okay. Klein was sure Dolly would cave when being questioned, but she didn't. Then, while she was in jail, Herman came to visit. Herman said, when she came to meet him in the attorney's room, she took him over to a corner where no one could hear them talk. She said she had not slept the previous evening. Quote. There was a look of terror on her face. She said in a whisper, he is there. And Herman said, uh, who, where? And Dolly said, my vagabond half-brother is in the house, and nobody must know it. Do not be afraid. Go to the house and go to my room and to the clothes closet and then drum on the wall with your fingernails, and then he'll appear. Don't be afraid of him. Even though he looks like a worm. Don't be afraid of my hunchback worm with just a giant heart on. Don't be scared. (laughs) He wants a mama. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to lead with his dick. He's going to come down dick first. Don't be alarmed. (laughs) Fuck him. (laughs) Fuck him and don't be weirded out by that. And all he says is baloney. Yeah. <laughs> baloney, 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 baloney. Also, he's an author, a published author. <laughs> I know this sounds insane. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, he is innocent, he will not harm you. Except he killed So Herman... Except he killed my husband. Right, except for the killing part. Right, right. Yeah. So Herman went to the house and into the closet... <laughs> But he did not rap with his fingernails. Instead, he nervously whistled. Herman. 
This is the first reasonable thing anyone has done in this entire... <laughs> and out came Otto sliding out of a hole into oh. a shelf built to hold hats. So, Covered so in bodily guy, fluid. <laughs> this guy slides out of the attic and then sits up on a shelf and says, Hello, Herman, don't be afraid of me. Actually says that. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. He said that. I got, that's pretty good on the fly work, though. Did he know he was coming over? He must have sent. She might have said, "If anything ever goes wrong, I'll send Herman." He's you like, know. "I've been hearing you guys fuck for months." Yes. <laughs> yeah, you really know. You're so good at fucking Herman. <laughs> Do you want to see my wiener? <laughs> inner Can lid, I outer lid, inner lid, <laughs> outer lid. <laughs> Otto was super pleased to see another person. <laughs> so what's been going on in the news for the last 15 years? I've been in a fuck attic. <laughs> Who's the president? What's KFC like? The first two questions yeah. out of any man who's been locked in a closet yeah. for 10 years. Yeah. What's happening with the chicken? <laughs> So he's rarely spoken to another human being besides Dolly in 10 years. Herman looked in, into Otto's bachelor pad attic. There he saw, quote, my old radio crystal set. She's giving him, she's been giving him Herman shit. Yeah. <laughs> my old used she's condoms. She's a re-gifter among everything else. It's like a scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a riding board attached to a roof uh, rafter held by hinges to form a desk, a reading lamp, large buckets of water, an electric foot warmer. <laughs> <laughs> they get cold because they're dead. <laughs> uh, canned goods, a small mattress, a collection of books, a few articles of clothing, a razor, and some other items. Otto then just started telling <laughs> I Herman, hate when my facial hair gets out of control. <laughs> Like, just don't feel like me. <laughs> I can't stand up anymore. Uh, that, that faded years ago. Look, my feet are webbed! <laughs> Otto then just started telling Herman about his life as Dolly's maybe half-brother. He insisted that Herman call him Otto. Then he explained how he had killed Fred. So they didn't work on this. I mean, story. you haven't <laughs> seen anybody in ten years. You're like, blah, 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 everything's coming out! <laughs> I'm going to say everything that's ever been in my head. Uh, he went into the sex, all the sex. Herman was not pleased. First he thought Otto should get Dolly, uh, first he thought Otto could get Dolly put away, right, for murder. And then he was that like, That would be oh. horrible to put someone in a hole for the rest of their lives. Can you imagine what she would be like? No light, just a bed and her own thoughts. Couldn't do that to my princess. Uh, and then he was like, oh, and he's also screwing her. So he threw Otto out of the attic, the house, and told him to get out of the state, uh. or else he would turn him in. Oh, he let him go? Oh. That's sweet. Oh. But then his skin caught on fire when he went <laughs> outside. Oh, it wasn't that nice. Now, well, it's, it's cute until you realize this second part of the story uh -oh. is a movie called Powder. Uh -oh. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> so he's just now got to leave the house? Yeah. I okay. I don't freaked. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> What's everything? <laughs> what is anything? Do you know what I mean? Just, That'd be helpful. Just standing in an on-ramp with a sign that yeah. says, I have a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a sewing machine? <laughs> I can fix it. I'm a Roomba. <laughs> so Otto freaks, thinking he's going to be arrested for murder, and he flees to Canada, where they take those kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> there he changed Quebec, his name. Eh? <laughs> there he changed his name to Walter Klein. He would say later he did this because he hated Detective Klein. You're right. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That'll Not at him. all. Otto had become backwards thinking upstairs in the attic. <laughs> he, I mean, look. He had a plan. <laughs> he sure did. Now he's improvising. <laughs> Everything after the attic is improvising. Yeah. Uh, but even though he had been living like a fucking crazy weirdo in a closet, never speaking to anyone but his master slave owner woman, he managed to meet and marry a lady named Matilda. Wow. Again, can't even finish a short story over here. And he's fucking, like, killing it. He's doing it all. Yeah. How the fuck does he get... How does any woman... So what was your last relationship like? (laughs) Well... Um... You've heard it a million times. (laughs) Are you going to finish the salt? <laughs> love to just... <laughs> love the sodium. Just... Uh, so there he lived in Canada, becoming a, as normal of a person as he could. <laughs> Back in L.A., the police still had one big problem when it came to the case against Dolly. How did she lock herself in the closet <laughs> after um, killing Fred? Yeah. Never mind that the murder weapons also couldn't be matched. Uh, they couldn't get past this closet question. Uh, like so she, she's still locked up, and she, she became ill, so ill, uh, that they thought she was dying, so they released her on bail. Uh, and soon after, the charges were dropped. Yep. There you go. What? <laughs> and you're gone. You're yeah. done. Meanwhile, after all this, Herman thought the best thing uh, he could do now would be to move in with Dolly. What? I mean, her vagina. How? How? It has to be just magic. Maybe, maybe in between the two huge ones, there was like a third, slightly smaller one. (laughs) And it was just like a spinning image over and over. I can't live in. I will do what you want. Tits. I will live in your attic. Right, pulp. I mean, this would be a great story if Herman moved into the attic, but he didn't. But it would be the best story ever. So they lived. That's how they lived. Herman and Dolly in L.A. and Otto and Matilda in Canada. Years passed. Three years. And then Otto, with his new wife, moved whoa. back to L.A. Whoa, no. whoa, whoa. Couldn't whoa. stay away. Yeah. I want to act. <laughs> <laughs> I realized... Now's the time. <laughs> Quick, before they're talkies, I'll be perfect. Yeah. Uh, On my headshot, you won't be able to frame my back out, uh, just so you know. <laughs> We've tried. Uh. So his excuse was that he couldn't find work in Canada, so he had to come to Los Angeles. Job market is just... It just <laughs> happened to be where his ex 
Lady Andy, lived. Andy had an audition for our Herald team, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not there. I was doing Heralds in an attic for years. It's so great to do it with other people. This black box is a mansion. Uh, he got a job as a janitor. Of course he did. Yeah. It's just like when I lived in an attic for a woman. A whole closet? <laughs> According to Herman, he saw Otto in Los Angeles and said, quote, he informed me that he had married and did not desire that his present wife should know of his previous <laughs> life or relations with Dolly. Why leave Canada? <laughs> well, you have it. You've, I mean, as far as his life goes. He's like a moth to the flame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta get near it. On? You gotta get near her. Tit flame. Tit flame. <laughs> <laughs> Tit flame. Tit flame. <laughs> He said he and his wife uh, were there to, to, to get jobs and live in Southern California. And then he told Herman that the very thought of being near Dolly made life worth living for him. <sighs> I just want to be close, that's all. <laughs> I mean... Soon Dolly hired Otto. You thought Tinder was depressing. Yeah! This is just <laughs> fucked. There's a lot of addicts in my area, actually. <laughs> Dolly soon hired Otto to rebuild a cedar closet in her home. <laughs> what the fuck? A closet! Because she had stabbed the old one with a knife over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> totally when I'm done, can I just go in here? <laughs> he also did some repairs to the attic to hide the fact that he lived there as much as possible. But a relationship was not happening. Dolly was said to have a stable of men around town she was having sex with. Stable. Horses? <laughs> yeah. Gotta go feed the boys. <laughs> At around the same time, after seven years of a very difficult relationship, Herman broke it off with Dolly and moved out. Wow. They were said to be having disagreements over money. Like all Dolly's exes, Herman decided to come clean, went to the district attorney, and told him about the guy who had been living in the attic, the murder, and anything else he knew. It was 1930. A second warrant was issued for Dolly's arrest. And one for Otto. Otto was arrested first. Well, yeah, they put out the APB, and they were like, we found him. He's right there, actually, right? He's buying a lot of oranges, and he's right there. He's right there. He's the neon white guy over there. Yeah. yeah. He's the glowing one. He, you actually can't not see him if you're around him. Don't look straight at him. Though. He's reflective. Very reflective. <laughs> Sir, are you a worm? <laughs> Baloney. Baloney. Uh, Otto was interrogated. He tried to put blame wherever he could. At one point saying that Herman Shapiro had, quote, put him under a spell and then he couldn't remember what Herman told him to do. <laughs> it's like pleading the fifth if you're psychotic. Yeah. Uh, he also said he was a victim of amnesia and couldn't remember anything before 1923. There we that go. Happens. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the. It, it feels to me like this is like a Wikipedia written by a stone 17 year old because it's just now we're all over the map. Like, it's gone so far off the rails. Oh, it's completely off the fucking rails. <laughs> Re I'm reading the news. I read just newspaper reports about this. It was just like fucking. I mean, 
it just keeps coming. It's yeah. crazy. It's relentless. Beam of light arrested. <laughs> <laughs> they got him. We're either going to put him in jail or harness his energy. <laughs> uh, Otto also told the cops he was an author. I mean... I don't remember anything, but I actually am published. And if you guys want to look up some of my stuff... Do you want to read my script? Yeah, that, that's the ego part, right? Otto explained to the press after uh, what had happened. The papers couldn't get enough of the story. Otto had other concerns, though. Quote... The only thing I'm worried about now is how I'm going to explain this to my wife. <laughs> oh, honey, sit down. Uh, where to start? Uh, you know how I am pale? You know how sometimes you live in an attic as a sewing machine repairman and have sex with a huge-titted lady for 15 years, yeah. even when they move? Uh-huh. So... <laughs> I was in one of those. Uh, And I know that you have your stuff, too. I remember the stuff about Bruce, and that sounded very weird. It was was similar. Yeah, and it's the same thing. So that's my garbage, and I'm sorry I hit it. Um, Let me show you an improv. (laughs) In an improv scene based on my life. Yeah. Uh, Fred also said, I'm thinking of going to San Quentin too, but I'm glad it's over and feel much better about it. His wife was at home and her sister-in-law happened to be visiting at the time. <laughs> so that was a super double awkward conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know how when you thought me, uh, uh, when we, uh, you met me that your sister had found a weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um... That night, the police went uh, to the two homes in which Otto had lived in the attics and inspected them. There were still signs someone had lived there. The papers called it the Batman case after finding out about Otto's cave-like life in the attic. Well, that's a little unfair to Batman. <laughs> this is he wasn't just in the cave like, yeah, what's it like outside? <laughs> this is and more food, Alfred. <laughs> this is pre-Batman. No. Wait, what? Batman he was, was the first Batman, Batman did not exist. This is the first Batman. Otto was the first Batman. Really? Batman stole oh. from this Batman. Yes. This is the, the Batman. Oh. Well, I step off Otto. <laughs> In my apologies. <laughs> you are the bat. The first Superman lived in a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> and there was an evil penguin that was after Otto. <laughs> also. That's also true. Very... Uh, Dolly's attorney <laughs> said she was unnerved that the case had been reopened, but was not hiding anything and had nothing to fear. Until their trials were over, reporters, uh, news photographers, and people who just wanted photos of the weirdos would follow <laughs> Dolly and Otto anywhere they went. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's not very so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Newspapers described her as a naughty vamp and comely. Comely? Comely? Comely. Comely, right? It's comely. It's comely. Comely? Comely. Just say comely. Comely. <laughs> Say it slow, though. <laughs> um, Dotto was, Do- Dolly was then arrested, but she wouldn't say a word to investigators. Otto, on the other hand, was put in front of a grand jury, and there he blabbed and blabbed and blabbed. <laughs> it's my big chance. <laughs> yeah, don't, I mean, he was like, finally, eight people looking at me. 
Oh, my story's a weird one. <laughs> What's KFC like? <laughs> uh, stick to the subject. I'll stick to the subject. <laughs> Dolly uh, got out on $25,000 uh, bail until the trial ended. Otto's trial was first. At Otto's trial, his, his defense <clears throat> was that he had been enslaved by Dolly and feared Fred would kill her. He recanted everything he had said at the grand jury. Good. That usually works. Yeah, that's effective. His attorney, uh, Earl Wakeman, specialized in defending murders. Otto pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. The defense tried to make the case that Otto was controlled by a much older, more sophisticated, and dominant woman. But Otto was now middle-aged, and <laughs> sitting in the courtroom was a plain-looking, slightly balding dude. He also had a nervous twitch. Uh, and Can no chin. Believe? And no chin, and he was hunched over and... Yellow. Auto Yellow. I mean, the jury was like, I think I want to... No, not him. <laughs> well, just this guy. Shake him yeah. as a sex slave. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't think so. No. No. Like when he's whispering to his attorney, I think that... Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Otto testified and described an average day in the house. Quote, I made the beds. They slept in separate beds at that point. I changed the linen about two times a week. They loved to sleep clean, and I made up the beds for them and put away their clothes and dusted Fred's clothes because he had some beautiful things. And I would keep them in order for him and dust them and dust his shoes, you know, so he would always look neat. And then I would wash the dishes if he wasn't home, and if he was home, he would wash them and, and miss... A strike would dry them because I couldn't. And I would get the vegetables clean, and they were clean. Everybody praised her vegetables, how clean things were. And, and I scrubbed the floor and kept it clean and kept the floor neat. You know, she loved to have a beautiful floor and dusted it, you know. <laughs> anyway, the question was, uh, what is your name? <laughs> I like to picture that he was singing all of that. <laughs> just like, the vegetables are clean. Everyone said they were clean. This is all more proof that Fred knew the whole fucking time. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He was yeah. just like, I love having a clean house. I don't give a shit. I don't. I'm for this. This is great. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> when asked about that brief time when he was switching addicts from Wisconsin to L.A., <laughs> Otto said... When I was away from my attic, the time was so long, I didn't measure it in hours. I was frantic until I returned. Ugh. So he couldn't handle being... He's like a... He's, he's like, he's like Red from the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dear oh. old attic, it's me Otto again. <laughs> Otto also testified that when he tried to get his way, he had to resort to going on hunger strikes because he had no power in the relationship. Quote, it was sort of... Uh, defense. I had no other weapon. I did it deliberately. I would go in my attic and I would stay there and I would not come out except just when needed and I would fast. I just <laughs> wouldn't eat anything. That is all. And I had peace. Maybe it was foolish of me, but I did not. That was the best way of doing it and she would begin to feel sorry for me, I think, and talk to me softly and bring me food and set it there. Well, now, like in that house, at that little door, you know, and then she would... <laughs> And then she would become not disagreeable, but annoyed with me, and then I behaved myself. <laughs> that, he actually got that from a Cosmopolitan article. 
Want to get your way in the relationship? Star. And lose a couple pounds at the same time. Get ready for bikini season. What's going on with your fuck boy in the closet? <laughs> 20 ways to state you're pissed in your attic prison. <laughs> Like that, most of that sounds like his regular life with, in that situation. Yeah. He was like, I'll just be in the attic, not making a noise and not eating. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds Don't like she's having you? sex with her husband again. <laughs> I'm getting to her. I know. I know I'm getting to her. She, she's, she fucks him, but I know that she's, she knows I'm upset. She knows I'm upset. <laughs> The lawyer asked, by behaving yourself, you mean you did what she wanted you to do? Yes, sir. And did that have anything to do with sex? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm a snake. (laughs) The jury was taken to both houses and allowed to look inside his former attics. Otto showed them how he got in and out of his little attic bachelor pad. This takes me back. Oh, man. (laughs) I used to... You know what? I, I was on the, the hat shelf and I met a fella. Did I tell you guys that? Ah, <laughs> uh, the old claw marks. That takes me back. It's hard to not get nostalgic up here, huh? Uh, Herman was called as a prosecution witness but did not show. A warrant was issued for his arrest. In final arguments, Deputy District Attorney Costello said Otto was a homewrecker and a person of low moral conduct. He was also sub a subnormal criminal and a cunning miscreant. <laughs> I, would have, I would pay money to watch that closing. That closing yes. As Otto is sitting there, like, what is a trial? <laughs> Sounds like he's just being very vicious. <laughs> I'm getting bad vibes yeah. from him. So I don't like him, huh? Well, man, law's crazy. <laughs> So's the sun. <laughs> and foods. It was said people could hear loud arguing inside the jury deliberation room. The jury was instructed they could bring a verdict of first-degree murder, second-degree murder, manslaughter, or not guilty. On July 1st, Otto was found guilty of manslaughter. Unfortunately, the statute of limitations was seven years and eight years had passed. Yeah. So. Yeah. (laughs) It's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So someone went to the beach. (laughs) And evaporated. (laughs) (laughs) Was immediately picked up by a seagull and eaten. Sweet freedom. And then he's in the nest like, I could get used to this. This is, I won't touch the eggs. I know a little bit. (laughs) Dolly went on trial. The crowds showing up were so large, the sheriff's department had to be called to keep them out of the courtroom. During the trial, the LA Times noted there and was... And when you say them, you mean her breasts. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they used them as barricades. <laughs> During the trial, the LA Times noted there was a brief delay of a few days because attorney Davis got an eye infection. Also, she was fucking him. <laughs> <laughs> and Dolly also had a cut nipple. So... Dolly was defended by a famous attorney at the time, uh, Jerry Geisler. While on the witness stand, she relentlessly wept and said she loved her husband, but she didn't have a great answer to if she did love her husband, why she did keep a fuck buddy in the attic. (laughs) The trial ended in a hung jury. Also, she was fucking them. Yeah. It was hung. (laughs) 
the last round of ballots, nine voted for second-degree murder, one for manslaughter, and two for not guilty. All of the women on the jury voted for second-degree murder. A <laughs> couple of dudes were like, this ain't no big thing. <laughs> you see the tits on that one? Yeah, I, there's not it's like guilty. nine cats in a bag. <laughs> The only thing she's guilty of are terrific breasts. <laughs> oh, well, we're all in the room. Uh, I didn't realize the break was over. Uh, I, here, here's why I think she didn't do it, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. I have two reasons, and I'll tell you why right now. Two big reasons. Two big reasons, and I think they're going to help. And uh, if this jury's hung, my God, we'll come to a resolution somehow. Uh, even if it's all over the news. I just want to finish this and... Uh, Move on, because <laughs> I, uh, I love law, and, uh, <laughs> and I do. And whatever, we're in between a couple of tough moments, but I think that if we plow through, we will just agree all over the place. And, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so Dolly was now also free. Uh, Dolly and Otto did not get back together and soon after the trial <laughs> she found a new lover uh, a newborn gerbil <laughs> Ray Burt Hedrick they lived together in Los Angeles for 30 years before uh, they finally married in 1961 when Dolly was 75 she died two weeks later of cancer she whoa <laughs> what <laughs> that's insane alright I'm dying let's do it <laughs> Wow, what, what was the honeymoon? Health insurance. She needed health insurance at that point. Yeah, so he inherited a million dollars. What a great two weeks it was, though. <laughs> she was very sick the whole time. It was, the writing was on the wall. Now, when they met, Ray happened to be married. Mm. His ex-wife sued Dolly for, quote, heart balm. Spell it. That's what it said, straight out of the LA heart. Times. Heart balm. Balm? B-A-L-M? B-A-L-M. The ex-wife did not win the lawsuit. Well, because everyone was like, what is heartball? <laughs> That's what I meant. I want it. We don't know what it is. Well, you know, see what you think. Are you talking about Vic's VapoRub? Because you can't sue someone S for Sort that. of, but not really. Yeah. Apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Head on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, it's great to remember head on. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Thank Always you good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then Herman sued Dolly for $26,400. Apparently, when they were together, the Ostrike factory in Wisconsin burned down, and Herman worked as an attorney to settle things with the understanding he would be paid when the insurance payment came in. But it turned out later there was no insurance policy. Should have kept the watch, man. <laughs> should have kept yeah. the watch. Seriously. Diamonds. Uh, Herman believed Dolly knew this. She also won that case. She was dishonest? <laughs> Not our Dolly. No. Not the Dolly we've grown Not to love. Not this Dolly. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> After the treatment by the press, Otto was now seen as an immoral sexual deviant with a creepy love of living in attics. <laughs> well, the, the yeah, district... Yeah. The district attorney label, labeled him a perjurer of his own soul. Fuck. Holy fuck. I'm sorry, Mom. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. a fella just wants the baloney in an attic for most of his life, and now he's a freak. 
he was free from jail, but in the public eye, he was judged and labeled as a freak. Mm. Mm-hmm. Otto, a.k.a. the Batman of Los Angeles, took off. <laughs> he was never seen again. Last time we saw him, he was 44 years old. Flew we have away. no idea what happened yeah. to Otto, but I guarantee you, he died in an attic. <laughs> or he met an English butler. Or he opened a KFC franchise. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's not that good, but... Yeah. Nobody told me for so long. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Open one up. I like the bones, personally. <laughs> the bones are... <laughs> <laughs> the bones in the buckets. Uh, leave the meat for the others. I like the cardboard and the marrow parts. Thank you. Uh, the home in which uh, Fred Astrike died uh, still stood in 1986. No longer a single-family resident, it is now an apartment building with nine small units. Uh-huh. One of them is the attic. Uh-huh. Oh shit! Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. What's the rent on the attic? I'd love to know. How much yeah. does the attic go for? Oh, I'm sure it's like two grand now. Yeah. Uh, two grand? It smells like baloney. You never told me why. Uh, well, you could sleep in some history, sir. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, guys. That was a dolly up. Uh, that was a dolly uh, Those are my favorite dollop. That was amazing. Well, the ladies from My Favorite Murder, please listen to My Favorite Murder. Thanks, you guys. You guys were awesome, and uh, we signed cars. And merch. merch. Oh, and there's merch Money. back there. We're selling posters and shirts. And, uh, and, 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 oh, if you have correct change, please go to the front <laughs> line. Or if you have, like, singles and shit, you know, singles and fives and stuff, you get to fives, jump the tens. line. Yeah, you can uh, jump the line. Yep. Not that, not that I'm an idiot or anything, but... <laughs> Nobody said that, baby. Thank you so much for coming out, everybody. We appreciate it, honestly. Thank you. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, 
fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 